Hello, everyone, and welcome to my review, as you guessed it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. What a really, really, really long title that is really hard to type out and no fun, but is a film that I had very, very high expectations for. I enjoyed the trailers, but there were some amazing critic scores. I think right now it has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is an amazing critic store. And critic store. And I'm a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. I started as a fan of the 2012-2013 Nickelodeon TV show, and I had a real high for those characters ever since, and my favorite was Leonardo, Leonardo, the, the mask I'm wearing right now, and my brother was a big fan too. His favorite was Raphael, which is the red one, and the one that has rage issues, and I think that reflects a lot about each other. But yeah, I really liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I haven't thought about them in many years until they did, they did the Michael Bay ones, which I, I think I've seen once. Those were okay. I haven't thought about them since then, but I was going excited for this film. I can see I got all decked out in Teenage Mutant Ninja gear, such a long title. I wish this is to TMNT from this point on. But I I had very it was a solid film. It's a solid film. I wasn't expecting more based on the amazing critic scores, but it was a solid film. So I want to just break down the characters in this film. So Leonardo, he is really, really down bad for this film for April. He is just he wants to be with her. He wants yeah, every single scene in the beginning was basically that. Or or he was a tattletale. Just those two scenes in the beginning. But towards the end of it, he gets more in his leadership roles. And he acts more. And he finally, finally starts to be in leadership towards the end of the film, as I said. And he's cool. He's, the characters of all the turtles were good. And they acted like teenagers, which is refreshing to see. Where usually you see 30-year-old men voice 12-year-old kids. And it's nice to see the voices accurately reflect that. And you can tell the jokes and the bouncing off of each other. It was very, very Gen Z humor. And that... That was very, as someone who is in Gen Z, it was accurate, but also it was very, very cringy. And it kind of took us out a couple words like, wait, they really just said that? Yep, they really just said that. They really, they really use the word Riz and say IRL out loud and talk about Beyonce and stuff. I'm like, I guess that's how we talk. But still, it's it's weird seeing it up on the big screen. And it was kind of kind of was a little unsettling. But the other turtles, Raphael, the red one, he has rage issues. He's He was kind of the main focus of the turtles at the beginning. But by the end, they were all out. Like, they did even screen time for most of them, I would say, at least for Raphael, Michelangelo, and Leonardo. Like, they all got very, very well-balanced screen time. He has his rage issues. That's really funny. He's also, when they do the flashbacks to when they're babies, Raphael is so ugly, and it's so funny to look at. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, Michelangelo, who's the one with the orange mask and has the nunchucks. He, the nunchucks are by far the coolest weapon to use. They're awesome. He's the comic relief in every form of media. Loves pizza. He does plays the same vital role here. He has some cool moments, but I mean, like when he holds a watermelon above his head and he gets nunchucks thrown and every stuff. That was fine, but the only one I thought got the short end of the stick was the one that possessed a stick as their weapon, and that's Donatello. They didn't do enough. He usually is like the computer genius guy that does all the navigation stuff. He drives in the film, but that's about it. He does tech-wise, and I he didn't do much with action, as I said, because all he does is possess a stick. So I felt like he kind of got the short end of the stick. Maybe they're saving the tech stuff, really advanced stuff for the next film, but I don't know. It felt like he, he didn't have a ton to do. The rest of the supporting cast besides Splinter weren't that noticeable. I think Splinter, their rat dad, he was the went on the best arc of the film over all the characters. He starts off hating humans, and you get to see how it develops from there. And He has good motivations, and Jackie Chan is just so funny and so great in this film. He has some really funny lines that they have not shown off on the trailers at all, specifically one at Milk. Let me just say, the one about Milk, they kept repeating it, and each time it got funnier and funnier, so I... 
It was a good joke. It was a good joke. Yeah, this movie was funnier. Was funnier than I expected going into it, and I really enjoyed some of the laughs. April O'Neil, she was fine. She had one standout laugh scene that was really gross, but it was so funny, and they pick it up on the end of the film. A lot of good carryout jokes throughout the film that just kind of built on one another. She goes on her own little nice arc, but nothing too stand out with her. She was just kind of there. A lot of these characters were just there. So the bad guys, which aren't humans, which I was expecting, it's more the actual mutants are the villains of this film. And they fast forward through a lot of characters. They have so many. They fast forward through a lot of character development, and there are a lot of mutants. I feel like they could have cut the mutants down in half, and we still would have been great. I feel like we could have focused on like Bebop and Rocksteady, maybe one of the maybe the Bat one, and maybe uh, besides Ice Cube's villain, and then Paul Rudd's character. I feel like we could have had like four or five would have been the sweet spot rather than ten. How many? However many there were, because you didn't get to meet all of them, and they start listing them off at the end of the film. Like, dang, there's a lot of mutants at this point. Uh, I, my, yeah, I wish people from Rocksteady had more focus, but the standout was the bat or some creature like that. She was hilarious. Besides that character, this, the funniest character in this movie was Paul Rudd's as a little gecko. He was amazing. They even have an, a, a, a credits, like a joke in the credits themselves about Paul Rudd, which was just so funny. It just kept delivering. He just kept delivering as the joke and it just kept building upon itself. He was awesome. I love seeing Paul Rudd in roles like this. I honestly was kind of disappointed in Ice Cube's villain. He didn't stand out to me that much. And I kind of was hoping we'd see a more classic turtle villain, like maybe Splinter or Krang or whatever. I was hoping we'd focus more on them rather than Ice Cube's villain because it kind of just went the way I expected, and he made some funny jokes, but they were all spoiled in the trailer, so I was hoping we get some more crazy Ice Cube in this, but because he, the, the action went crazy, but the, the performance itself and those lines he was saying weren't crazy, and I was just like, oh, I really want this to go full mutant mayhem. You had the human villains, too, who I thought were going to be, like, the big bad villains of this and how society, but Maya Rudolph does an awful accent here. She worked with the director who did Mitchell's vs. Machines, so I love that they're carrying her over here, but she's done an awful accent. She's not in very much of the film. She probably has, like, three minutes of screen time. They, I don't think they went far enough when it comes to the humans hating mutants. They're, hopefully, they're saving that agency and that whole storyline for the for the sequel, I guess, which they set up with a mid credit scene, but I was hoping we'd develop more into how this reflects our life and how humans just are really like, I just don't like the conclusion they came to at the end of this. I don't want to spoil it, but they came to a, like a very safe, safe or children conclusion that I wish I was hoping they would do a little bit more with. Also the animation style makes the mutants kind of look nice, nicer to look at than the regular humans, except for April. The rest of the humans besides April are just so hideous to look at. I'm like, no, they're the monsters guys. I think we should just destroy the world. Like I, I agree with ice cube. Let's kill everybody. Cause they're all abominations of people. <laughs> they were so ugly. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure here? So yeah, I just didn't love how they concluded the message. I feel like you could have done something really excellent there. Uh, standout action scenes that there were the standout one. There's two. One that was really really funny that involved music and the villain singing to it. That was so funny. We had no idea what we were watching there. It was amazing. And then they also did one where they intercut between like four or five different action scenes. That was really that was really cool. So. I expected, I, it started off strong, the storyline did, they developed it well, but they just didn't conclude it, as I said, very straightforward, concluding this at forth, I thought they were going farther with, but they didn't, and it felt like we were on the verge of greatness, we were this close, but we were this close to something truly amazing, like something on the level of Cross the Spider-Verse and Elemental, we were almost there, I feel like we could have had it if they just dialed in their final talking points and didn't aim so young with the end message, as I said just ago, so I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I was kind of I kind of was, based on the critics' response. It was a standard Ninja Turtle films, but I was really hoping for more. I wanted to get my socks blown off, and though I shouldn't have come in with that such high expectations, but I really did. Um, so, overall, overall, the popcorn bucket, which you see right here, AMC Theaters, 
popcorn bucket. Let's see if you can see it. Oh, it is turned up. It's turned up. But I wouldn't buy a large popcorn to go see this. But I did buy a large popcorn to get that. I got the mask. I got the little cup with the best Ninja Turtle Leonardo on it, which I will use again. But I don't think I would buy a large popcorn to see this. It is still a good movie. Just not one that I'm too overly fond of like I was hoping I would. It's good for a Turtles fan for little kids. But there are other better films out right now that I would recommend over it. If you're a little kid, if you have little kids, definitely take them to go see this movie. They're going to have an amazing time. You'll probably enjoy yourself too. But if you're an adult going out, I definitely go see Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible over this. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. But as for other people, it's a 96, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. People are loving this movie. They did early fan screenings, none of which were in my area. So, I didn't get to see it early, which was really annoys me that I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, it has an 80-ish million dollar budget, which is amazing that they kept it in check. Thank you. It's very healthy. And I love when films can keep their budget in check. It seems really Disney right now is a major issue here. Like, Connor Mansion was $150 million. Indiana Jones $320 million. Like, enough. It doesn't need to be that expensive, okay? How is it that expensive? You're not paying everybody fairly. I don't I don't understand. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem looks to have a 30 to 40 million opening three-day weekend and upwards of 50 million for its five-day opening. So that is a strong, healthy number for a film that I believe will play throughout the month of August in the foreseeable future. Because there's no kids animated competition. Except for Elemental, which is doing smaller numbers now, but it's still carrying out until Paw Patrol, which releases at the end of September. So they got a they got a long ways to go to make money, and they are going to make money in this. They've already set a sequels and development and a spinoff TV show, so they're going to move forward with all that because this film is going to make money. They're going to make money selling all the toys and stuff. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back. It's a bright future ahead for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A film, as I said, was solid, not as good as I was hoping for, but I still had fun. So yeah. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Please let me know if you saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. What did you think of it? Who's your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character? If you don't say Leonardo, you're wrong. But I accept all answers. I accept all answers. But thank y'all for watching now. Have a good night.